Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Good morning. Good morning and a very warm welcome to the International Protestant Church of Zurich. We're so grateful that you have either joined us for our retreat or that you have made your way here to Menedorf for our morning worship this morning. It's great to be here and I greet you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're here to worship the one God in three persons and as we begin our worship, uh, normally we would have Bibles in our pews, in our rows, we don't have those and we forgot to print the psalm of the day in the bulletin. So you're very welcome to have your own copy of the scripture and to look at it during our psalm meditation this morning. And as Ruth or Gordon plays the prelude, whoever's pl Ruth plays the prelude for us, um, please look at Psalm 116 and that will be the focus of uh, our, the early part of our worship this morning. So uh, may you be blessed as you look at the Lord's word.
If you are able, would you please stand and sing song number 11 in your retreat songbook. We are gathered here. Let's sing together. Join me in call to worship. It's taken in Psalm 116. Bring a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord. What will you return to the Lord for all his goodness toward you? He has heard your cries for mercy. Let us worship God. The next song is uh, song number six, can be found in the retreat songbook. Thank you.
may be seated. I was reminded that if you're using the small version of the retreat songbook that just has the songs for this morning, um, then Psalm 119 is print, or sorry, 116 is printed in that uh, version of the songbook along with our sermon text, just so you know. Uh, with that in mind, let's turn to our psalm of the day again, psalm number 116. Psalm 116. And we continue to focus this autumn on what we are calling the one anotherings of the Bible, especially the New Testament. And today's command that Justin will teach on is that we are to compassionately bear with one another. In our Psalm of the Day, 116, seems like the author is remembering two things. First, he's remembering how overwhelmed and fearful he once was. He thought he was going to die, we read. Even in verse three, uh, he was in deep anguish. Verse eight, uh, he was weeping tears and tears and tears. That's the first thing he remembers. Second thing he remembers is what happened when he cried out to the Lord. Verses one and two, what happened? God heard him. God was gracious, verse five, and compassionate to him. Verse eight, God delivered him from the death that he faced. So what is the psalmist's conclusion? I've got to keep, verse two, I've got to keep calling on the Lord, and I've got to keep walking, verse nine, with the Lord. And I've got to keep serving the Lord as he concludes in verse 14 through 19. We can only bear with one another compassionately, as Paul calls us to do, if we remember the Lord's compassion to us. We can only invite one another into the rest of the Lord's compassion. We just sung about that rest that's available to us. We invited each other through that song into God's rest. We can only do that and meaningfully do it if we first can trust his compassion for us in our lives. And as with so many of these prayers of confession lately, the real confession here is that we've forgotten these things. We've forgotten that he hears us that he sees our tears and bottles them up, that he delivers us from death through the death of Jesus. And so let's take our bulletin and let's confess our sins together in unison, aloud, and then I'll give you a moment for personal confession of sin before we come with God's pronouncement of his grace. Let us pray together. Gracious Lord, we confess that we are too quick to forget how compassionate you have been to us in our times of deep anguish. We have moved from your gracious rest back into our own anxious striving. 
We have often believed the lie that you do not care, that your burden is not light, and so we are too often in no position, spiritually and emotionally, to embrace our weary neighbors with compassion. We fail to be your agents of restoration because we have lost faith in your patient and gentle restorative grace. Forgive us for both our unbelief and our inaction. Restore to us a fresh memory of all your compassionate actions toward us and enable us patiently extend your compassion to one another. For Jesus' sake, amen. Father, we lay our confession before you, and now we turn to your dear Son and our Savior for grace and restoration, and we pray in his name, amen. If you're able to, would you please stand for our assurance of pardon? Dear friends in Christ Jesus, I can declare to you the forgiveness of God with great confidence. Why? Because God in Christ Jesus has himself felt the cords of death entangling him too. Because Jesus was brought low like the psalmist, but all the way to the grave and had to be saved by his father to whom he called out. Because when everyone hurled lies at him and when he was utterly afflicted, the Lord Jesus trusted his God and father. And because he lifts up the cup of salvation now to our lips and offers his grace and righteousness and compassion to us today, now in his grace we can go and we can love the Lord as long as we live and even forever. And we can and we must extend his love and grace and compassion, full now as we are with them, to one another. And we can do so in Jesus' name, in whose name I can pronounce to you the pardon of your sins. Amen? Amen. Amen. Would you please... Uh, Remain standing for the Gloria Patri.
You may be seated. Please join me for prayer for illumination. Gracious God, you know how needy we are. You know that we want to do and be what you've called us to do and be to bear one's another's burdens compassionately. Teach us from your word to return to your rest 
and in your true rest. Teach us to move from our complacency to a posture of compassion toward one another. Teach and empower us by your spirit to fulfill our Christian vows toward one another. For Jesus' sake, amen. The scripture reading is taken from uh, Colossians, verse 3, uh, chapter 12 to 15. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive us, the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. This is the word of the Lord. This morning's text is such a, an appropriate text to cap off if you've been with us uh, over the course of the weekend. Um, a long look at what it looks like to belong to, to live with, to bear with one another and more so. Now, if you haven't been with us all weekend, that's your bad. Um, <laughs> I'd recommend joining us next time. We spent the weekend talking about the facets of what life together looks like. In fact, we talked about it in these terms. We talked about the process of life, that we are together in the process of life. That we're not just together as we are right now, but we're together and we know that we are a people who are individually and corporately and communally becoming someone in Christ, that what we join when we join one another is the work of Jesus Christ in and among a people, that what we trust is that the work that Christ has begun is a work that will continue and a work that he will bring to completion in his goodness, in his kindness, and ultimately in his love. We talked about being together in prayer as a practice. We talked about being together when it's hard, because sometimes it's hard. We talked about being together on mission, and that even the great accomplishments of our lives are ultimately achieved in relationship and through relationship with one another and with Christ. And so this morning's sermon title, All Together Now, what's it look like for all of these things to come together? What's the vision? And so Paul writes, to the Colossians, he says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. 
Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And then he caps it off with this. And be thankful. Paul's a tremendous writer. Paul is guided in his writing, obviously, thankfully, by the Holy Spirit. We don't simply have a man writing a letter to people about, hey, I like you. I hope you do well. We have a man guided by the Holy Spirit saying, this is what life together looks like. And there's a bit of a progression in this text. And we'll walk through the progression bit by bit, but I want to point a couple things out quickly. As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, he begins with telling us who we are. This is who you are. And it is so important to begin with knowing who we are, to remember who we are, because the story of the people of God is a story of people who forget who they are who are constantly called back, a people who began as a gift to one another in perfect peace and harmony with one another, with nature, with work, and with the world who left. And it's what we do. And it's the worst of us is that we leave. We leave one another. We leave when it gets hard. We leave ourselves. And we are constantly called back. And so Paul begins, you are God's chosen people, holy. Does anyone in the room feel particularly holy today? But the word of God says, you are God's chosen, you are holy. Beloved, does everyone in the room feel perfectly beloved this morning. And yet the word of God says, you are beloved. To begin with the vision, this is who you are. And then to clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, and this instruction to bear with each other, which is in a sense to say, put up with one another. To bear with me is the kind of thing the store clerk asks when he can't figure out your change. Give me a second. Bear with me. That's not a whole lot to ask. But notice how quickly we move. Notice how quickly we move. From here, that the person, hear me say it, sitting next to you is a chosen one of the living God is holy and beloved. And two lines later, the best we can ask for is to put up with one another. (laughs) We have some work to do. Which is why the foundation of Christian community is the grace of Jesus. You and I do not have what it takes within ourselves to love each other well enough. It takes 
Christ in community to recognize, to point to, to call back to, to facilitate the work of Christ among a people. We must gather with those who are like-minded in Christ or we will forget that we are God's chosen, holy, and dearly beloved. God's chosen. God's chosen. Which is to say, I'm not your chosen. You did not choose me. Andy did. (laughs) And now you have to bear with me. Someone give that woman a microphone. She's preaching this sermon. Andy picked me. The people next to you, perhaps in moments you chose, perhaps this is a spout, you chose them. In Christian community, you don't get to pick who shows up. In Christian community, you don't get to pick who shows up. We are not a people, I say this as an American, we are not a people who can be defined by our tastes and preferences. May our churches not be defined by our tastes and preferences. We are chosen by God. And those who are gathered to us, gathered to us by the one in whom all things were made, in whom all things are being held together, and to whom all things are being reconciled, God chose the women and the men in this room. You are God's children, not mine. And let's be honest, after a few moments, after some time, you wouldn't choose me. And if you go down the list of things in your heart and your mind that you prefer in people, your ideal friends, your ideal spouse, your ideal community, nobody lives up. So God doesn't let you ruin your life that way. He says, I'm going to put you in a room and in a family with a people of my choosing that your tastes and preferences would die on the cross, that your tastes and preferences would be sublimated to my love and you live more. God's chosen. When I was growing up, I was more avid reader than I am now. And a series of books uh, by an author uh, who wrote a lot about vampires. I liked vampires. I thought all that stuff was really interesting. Her name was Anne Rice. She was a very popular vampire novelist. It was her thing. She wrote about vampires. I didn't watch the movies. Never been a huge Brad Pitt fan. I don't think he's that handsome. Um, He's that handsome. And so it was a shock to a lot of us 
atheists as I was, like I was, when in 1998, at near the height of her popularity as a vampire novelist, Anne Rice made a public statement of faith. She said, I'm returning to my home, to the Catholic turning. I want to come back to faith. She said, and it's very clearly, even this very moment, if you go to AnneRice.com, there's a statement of faith at Anne Rice's page about Jesus Christ. I want Jesus, she says. I want to come back. It was a strange moment. Years later, after I had made a decision to follow Jesus and I was following along, and well, I was the pastor of a church, then Anne made this second declaration. The second declaration in 2010 said, today I quit being a Christian, I'm out. I remain committed to Christ as always, but not to being Christian or to being part of Christianity. It's simply impossible, she says, for me to belong to this quarrelsome, hostile, disputatious, and deservedly infamous group. For 10 years I've tried, I failed. I'm an outsider, my conscience will allow nothing else, I'm out. In the name of Christ, I refuse to be, and then she adds this list. I'm gonna talk about this for a moment, but the first thing I'll do is say this. I don't put her list on the screen, and not because I'm offended by it, I've read the list a lot, I understand the list. It's not, that, it's not what's on her list that's a problem, it's that she won. I understand your list. So I read her letter over and over, and I was grieved as an Anne Rice fan, as a Christian, as a member of the body of Christ. And so uh, as a young songwriter, I took to the internet as a tool, and I bravely wrote an open letter that I figured she would never read. And I said, I feel you, I feel for you, Anne, I really do. I've had similar thoughts and I've even expressed them publicly. I don't mind at all the desire or even the need to stand at some distance from the label of Christianity, but I take issue with the notion that you must disassociate yourself from Christian people. I mean, sure, we're a motley lot. And I started throwing in authorly words like motley just to see if I could rise to the occasion. But I read you're making your move in the name of Christ, and that presents a rather perplexing dilemma for someone who wants to quit on people. You see, Christ hasn't quit on us, and if you choose to align yourself with him, neither can you. I get it. And if you've been around people enough, you have a list of things that drive you crazy about who they are. It doesn't matter what's on your list. The problem is you have one. Well, Jesus' list, if he made one, would be considerably longer than yours. <laughs> but the choice of Christ is to say, holy, beloved, I choose you. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. These are the first steps, family. These things are not love yet. 
I can't love you yet. I have to have compassion first. That when you are a jerk and you can be a jerk, when you are a jerk, maybe it's more responsible for me to figure out why. Why do you hurt that makes you hurt other people? And do I have the kindness in me to pay attention to your hurt? Do I have gentleness to ask you the right questions? Do I have patience to wait for my moment to talk to you about the things that bother me? These things are not yet love. Love looks like this, which is why we celebrate the Lord's Supper so often. It's why this continues to be a universal symbol. It's why this continues to be perhaps the most powerful act uh, that we celebrate as a global church. Because at the table, we take into our bodies the death of Jesus with the people in the room that Jesus died for in order that we might belong to them. I'll say it again. At the table, we take into our very bodies the death of Jesus, a death he died for the sake of those we are in the room with, those he gathered. That's what it cost him to gather us together. It cost him everything. So, not too long after I'd written Anne this letter, two things happened. One, she wrote back. (laughs) (laughs) Did not see that coming. We had a really fascinating exchange over email. And she challenged me that she didn't quite know how hard it was. And I challenged her that 10 years is not very long. How to bear with people. And about two months later, I found myself, as a matter of fact, in Ohio. I was invited to another church. And you might tell from where you're sitting, by my mannerisms, I don't come from a high church background. Not even close. I don't have the right socks. That's funny and true. And I was at this church um, before my and I was invited to be at the service, and I did not like this church service. Uh, I didn't like the way it was organized. I did not like music. I didn't like the songs they chose, and I did not like the way they played the songs they chose. <laughs> I was put off by the words of the speaker. I didn't like the way he communicated and I didn't like some of his conclusions. And so I began to look around and distance myself and feel like I can't possibly belong to these people. And as I was settling comfortably into that otherness, not one anotherness, otherness, the music struck up again which was not good for me because I once again noticed how much I did not like the music. 
and people were directed to the aisles to move towards the front to take communion. I stepped into the aisle behind a woman who was wearing a perfume that I can only assume was called wild berry menthol mist. (laughs) It was terribly distracting. The upside of which is it took my mind off the music for a moment. The way this church did communion, you got to the end of the aisle and there would have been a congregate who had taken communion, who stood and held the bread and the cup. You tore a piece of bread off, dipped it in the cup and ate it and then you would take the bread and the cup and turn around and serve the person behind you. So now, La Dame de Fumer (laughs) turned to offer me the body and the blood of Jesus. And she said, this is my body, broken for you. And I took the bread and I ate it. And she said, this is the blood of Christ, shed for you. And I dipped it and I ate. And I remembered that Jesus Christ died on a cross so that that woman, with her perfume, could be in that room, that day, that moment, and say, you are welcome here in this place because the same Christ who died for me died for you. And I got back to my seat and started singing along with the band for the very first time. And singing along and right next to the gentleman I'd been sitting next to all morning. A gentleman who could not find the right note to save my life and his. (laughs) But how much better to sing off key and mean it than to sing perfectly with a heart full of disgust. Forgiveness. It is the cross of Christ through which we enter into community. One more story. And it begins here. Forgive, he says. Beyond putting up with one another, forgive as the Lord forgave you, which is to say forgiveness is not, it's okay, no big deal. To forgive as the Lord forgave you looks different. It looks a little bit like this. If you were here over the weekend, I introduced you to my son. This is my son, Asa. This is a picture from a few days ago. The story I'm about to tell you takes place a few years earlier. This is him first day of fourth grade. This is him first day of first grade. Clearly it's the same boy, same face, same energy. Summer before his first grade year, uh, 
he uh, had his favorite ball he had with him all the time, and he would play ball in the house. I think this is probably an international phenomenon. Please don't play ball in the house. Of course, they're going to. My wife and I, we don't have a lot of nice things. We have a lot of important things to us. So once we started traveling internationally, we started collecting crosses from different parts of the world. We have 75 crosses from about 50 different nations. And some of them, the people who brought us from other places, and we have them up on our wall. And we had this one cross we really liked. We had actually picked up in Barcelona, where depending on how my travel day goes tomorrow and the strike happening in Spain, I may end up stuck for a few days. But we loved this cross. It was a glass cross. We had a wonderful time in Spain together. It was a great memory. And one of the reasons I didn't want him playing ball inside the house is because we had art on the wall, including this glass cross. You know where the story is going now. I hear Asa throwing the ball against the wall. Please, son, don't. Sure, dad, okay. Moments later, crash. I turn around, and this ball had hit that wall. There's some of the crosses. And on the ground lay this cross in shards. Not only is it broken beyond repair, it's also, I can't just hop a plane and go back to Barcelona. I mean, now I have a chance, but <laughs> I might have the time. I couldn't just hop a plane and go back to Barcelona and get this cross because when you are hurt by someone, you don't get back the things you lose. I was frustrated. I tried not to be angry. He's in first grade. I collected myself, and I went to collect the cross, and I turned around to find my son, and he was nowhere. He had disappeared, and I thought maybe he had run away. He had not. He'd gone downstairs to this little art cart he had in his room, and he'd gotten a piece of paper and a little red pen. And with that red pen, he had outline the shape of a cross on this paper and then he got his little scissors and he cut out the shape of this cross and then he got a hole punch and he put a punch in the top of the cross and then he came upstairs and he got a little chair and scooted it against the wall and stood up and reached as high as he could and put that cross, his little paper cross on the wall where the glass cross had been and right next to it, he wrote this note, said, sorry, Dad and Asa. Now, my wife wasn't home at the time, so his genius was somehow to make sure she knew that I was responsible to some degree for what had happened because I was in the room. And that's not untrue. Of the crosses on the wall, that is now my favorite. Because in forgiveness, what I have to say is, I don't get back what you took from me. I don't get back what you took from me. But 
You are worth more than the damage you cost me. And so I'll take what you have to give. You broke my glass cross. You give me that paper cross. I'll take that. And we're hanging on the wall in memoriam. Life together. To live with one another. To begin simply bearing one another. To move through compassion and kindness. And to learn to love. It's much harder to love than we thought it was when we started. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so we go back to that text, and I'll wrap it up this way. To remember that the ones we've been called to are worth the work it takes to bear with. It's worth our patience. It's worth our kindness because those we are gathered to are not just paid for by the blood of Jesus. They are chosen by the Father. They are holy and they are dearly beloved. You are God's chosen. You are God's chosen. You are holy and you are dearly beloved. So I want to send you out with this, um, a kind of, uh, I don't get to close the service. Um, so this is my kind of parting benediction go. This is my sending out. And I hope you're sending out, I hope you're going together looks a little bit like this, the short parable I wrote a few years ago simply called The Traveler's Needs. And it says, a traveler and his companion prepared to set out on a long journey, because the journey is long. In preparation, the traveler packed a second coat. His companion asked, why are you bringing a second coat? And the traveler responded, I will need it. The traveler then packed a second pair of shoes, and his companion asked, why are you bringing a second pair of shoes? And the traveler responded, I will need them. The traveler then packed extra food into his already full bag, two of every kind of food he would bring. And his companion asked, why are you bringing two of every kind of food? And the traveler responded, I will need it. The traveler's companion finally set his small bag down and said, look how heavy your load is. Mine is light. I have but one coat, one pair of shoes, and just enough food for the days that I will be walking. Why do you need so much? And Traveler said, because your coat is old and thin, and your shoes are worn, and I've walked with you before. I know how hungry you get. Confounded, the the companion responded, But when I asked you, you said that you would need these things, not that I would need them. And the traveler said, you are my companion. 
so long as we walk together, there is no difference between your needs and mine. Bear with one another. Amen? seated and pray with me for our gifts and tithes. Gracious God, you command us to love one another, share our lives together and worship together in union. Together as a community we build your church and ministries to glorify you. You equip and give us everything we need to build your church. Talents, time, resources, and money. We thank you for that, Lord. May these monetary offerings be multiplied and used wisely for the glory of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
You may be seated. We come now to our celebration of the Lord's Supper, and I want to remind you from our text that if you're trusting in Jesus, you belong to him by his grace alone. Your qualification to take his body and his blood and receive them, and along with them, him and his grace. This comes from him and his grace. You are God's chosen people, dearly beloved. He is patient with you, more patient than you are with yourselves, more patient than we are with you, thank God. So if you're trusting in him, then I want you to avail yourself of these means of his grace. He wants to show his grace to you this morning. He wants to give you his very self afresh this morning. If you're not yet trusting in Jesus, we're so thrilled that you are here and we would still like for you to participate. This is how you can do that. Um, when you come up, if you want to just cross your arms over your chest, that will indicate to one of us uh, that we should offer a prayer for you. And in that sense, you can belong with us this morning. If you're trusting in Jesus and you've made him your own and he's made you his own, uh, then I'd invite you to take the bread and the cup. This isn't our table, it's the table of the Lord Jesus and he invites you to it. With all of that in mind, would you take your bulletin and let's attend to the communion liturgy. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is our duty and delight that we should everywhere and always offer you our thanks and praise, O God. For you have made us and you have made us for yourself. And even when we went astray and we quit on you and your promises and your purposes and we quit on one another, you did not quit on us, but in the fullness of time you came to us in Jesus Christ. You gathered us back together and made us your own and made us belong to one another. And you did this through your death and your burial and your resurrection, through your perfect life and even through the life that you now live at the right hand of your Father, Lord Jesus. And for all of these reasons, with all the angels and archangels and with the whole company of heaven, we proclaim your great and gracious name, O God, through our Lord Jesus, forever praising you and saying together, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again.
Scripture tells us that on the night before Christ himself gave his life for you and I, he sat and and shared a meal with his disciples. And he said that this bread that we take represents his body that was broken for you and I, for this grace that we now know and love so dearly. And after supper, he poured the cup, the blood of the new covenant. And as the apostle Paul wrote, that every time we eat this bread and we drink of this cup, we are proclaiming these things, not just remembering, but proclaiming them out into the world. That as we go, we represent this body and this blood, sharing this love and this grace that we have come to know with one another. And so as we do this, would you please join me in prayer? Father God, would you set aside these elements for your special purpose. Purify our hearts, Lord. Make us as one body. God, one body that works together for your purposes, your hands, your feet, your words. That we would be sisters and brothers in Christ who put you first, who are slow to speak and quick to listen. Father, give us your grace that we would give it to others. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so as we come this morning um, to the table, I would invite everyone. uh, It's going to be a little different. We're going to start with this section. As you guys come out, you can come down this aisle. We'll have two stations, uh, one with a cup, one with bread or a wafer. And please, uh, through the method of intinction, grab the wafer and just dip it in the cup as we take communion together, and then you can make your way back. And so we'll start here, then to the middle, then to the side, since we only have the two aisles. Um, and uh, we also have gluten-free bread. And if you are not, um, if you don't need the gluten-free bread, please take the wafer so that those who need it have it. Uh, and so at this time, I would like to invite Andy and um, our other elders who will help us serve forward.
Would you please join me in a prayer? Lord, we thank you for this table. We thank you what this table means for us. We thank you for life. We thank you for life everlasting. We thank you for the love and grace that makes that possible. And so, Father, we put our trust in you. Together as, as your children, your daughters, and your sons whom you love, we put our trust in you. Lord, thank you. Thank you for this gift, and we cling to it. Today, tomorrow, and forevermore. Amen. So at that time, all the children will join us. They had their morning worship together as well. And then I would also like to um, introduce you to the children's program leaders. And they will show us a little glimpse of what they did together in the past, over the whole weekend. They have a couple of slides, and I think Moritz would um, maybe give some input on what you did. So we did the same thing like in last year's, we brought some pictures of the last two days with us. We don't see as much as we want, but I think you can get the gist out of the, what you see. So on Saturday, we went to the woods together. We made a fire together, we had a great time, we cooked our own meal over the fire. Yeah, right here you can see how we all cooked together over a fire. We made pasta with cheese and sausages. Yeah, like you can see we made the fire together, we gathered the wood out of the forest. We climbed the walls of Jericho. <laughs> Maybe more like ruins of Jericho. <laughs> yeah, and then yesterday at the family program, we also had a lot of fun. So yeah, really in conclusion, especially with the church building game, you did such a great job as a congregation. It was better than our wildest expectations. <laughs> if we're ever going to build a new church, that will be our plan. <laughs> It was really great. Every single step of our lunch yesterday we did together. We caught the sausages together. We put the water together. We cooked together. And 
throughout all day yesterday and before, we just had time to spend time with every one of the kids and that was really a great experience for all of us. We even got to prepare our own woods when we found big sticks. We had a great saw that Moritz brought and then we even made little wood men out of the guys and girls. <laughs> Luckily, every child still has all ten fingers. <laughs> Throughout the day, we were really blessed. We really felt God being over us and protecting us. And so, once again, we just wanted to thank you as parents that you trusted us with your children. It was really fun for us, and thank you very much for your trust and your investment in them as well. Thank you for that program, Moritz, Sven, Marisa is outside, I think, Selina and Nathaniel. Oh, yeah, sorry. Thank you so much. It's a great blessing to have you, also have you here, also this year. And I think for us it was um, interesting to see how difficult it is to build a church. I mean, when you have seen what came out there. But it's actually not the building that counts, I think, at the end. It was the process that we are together in, the process in following Christ, the process in building a church together and to come to maturity, and not about the building of it. So thank you so much. I have a couple of other thank yous I want to go through, so I have a whole list here of people. Without you all, this event would not have happened. And I'm sorry if I miss, I won't name everyone, because I would probably have to name every one of you to uh, say thank you. But I would definitely mention our pastors, Andy and Sam, to make it, this retreat happen for your effort that you always put into our congregation. For Gordon and Matt, for the music, for Ruth playing the organ. Then the whole evening worship band yesterday was fabulous, I think. It was nice to worship and praise God together in that way. And also the morning worship team for this morning worship to locate everything up here that we can have communion here together, we together together with Jesus. Um, the adult education team, they helped so much. Thank you all for stepping in and making this a great event. For Attila to make our flyers, and especially for Laura and Beth in our office. So if you see them next time, just pat them on the back. They did a great, huge job, not just for this retreat, I think in general, always. And Wei Hong for making the pictures. Thank you. For um, Jeff, actually recorded all these sessions. So thank you, Jeff, for you. And they will be available later on on our website. Then there are, the, well, for you, we said thanks already. And there are also, for the babies, for the small one, we have childcare. So when you see them, get them a big thank you as well. They make it happen as well that we can be here. Or, the, or every parent with the small babies can also be with us today. And finally, um, 
I mean, thank you to all of you. You were here, you set the priorities, you were intentionally here celebrating together with IPC this weekend. So I thank you so much for your participation and just to be here. So for all of the ones which I mentioned yet, we can give one big hand and lift it up to God. Thank you all. And no Justin. And I didn't forget Justin, right? <laughs> I remember when we started, weekend we started actually, if you remember, with a beautiful sunset, right? And the sun was actually full of us, the, the whole retreat. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Next time we will start 10 minutes later and we actually start outside watching over the lake, looking at the beautiful sunset at the creation. Justin, can you even come quickly to the front so people can see you once more? Because I really would like to give you my thank too. You're a great speaker, very inspirational, practical. You spoke into my heart. And I think into the heart of many of us and into the heart of the whole congregation. So thank you so much for that. I have a little present, actually. Uh -oh. So you cannot be or go home from Switzerland without chocolates. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. That's one thing. Thank you. And, and there's another thing. You said you were hiking. Yeah. And if you know every man, well, who is Swiss in here? And who is a man and Swiss? Okay. And who has in his pocket a pocket knife? Hey, wow, look. Hands up. <laughs> Women have that. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. I heard that moms have a huge bag with yes. everything there. <laughs> and now her son. But he goes up the mountain and has a pocket knife. <laughs> and well, there's, there's something special about that. I'll have to see because I marked it down. Um, oh, yeah, exactly. So if you look at this pocket knife, it has many tools. And it should remind you of IPC. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of people here with different skills, abilities, and gifts received from up. Yes. Up. <laughs> These are the tools. Yes. And Together, when it's open, right, and everything goes out, yes. we go out into the world yes. together. And if you fold it in, right, it actually looks almost, it looks almost like a cross that you can hang on your collection. <laughs> Then you put it all together, right? And we are all in together in that, in the foundation of Jesus. Yes. We will build together Jesus' church. Amen. And this should be remembrance for you, for IPC, yes. for that retreat. Thank you very much. And we thank you, thank you so much.
So from my side, there are only a couple of practical things. Um, for everybody who was on the retreat, with these nice name tags of the launch, just leave them at the front desk, like on the side on our table, because we will reuse that next year. Um, we also, if you had the green um, consummation slips, if you would uh, pay the bill at the front desk directly, it would be great. Then we cleaned up outside. And then one last thing from my side, and it ties back to Justin speak, I think yesterday morning, and he told us to be, actually on Friday, to be intentional. So intentional means kind of plan what is important to you and to your heart. So we will do a retreat again next year. Be intentional, plan for it, book the weekend well in advance, and we might be back on that location again if you like. And if you have any feedback of what we could improve and do better and differently next year, let me know or let the team know that we can collect that. So thank you so much for everything. Thank you all so much for coming this weekend, for those of you guys who made the day trip just for today, thank you. It's great to see you. Um, one thing I wanted to do, we always do this at our main services. Uh, we like to welcome visitors, if there's anyone here visiting. Um, and it, it, we just wanted to ask, is there anyone, I haven't seen anyone new yet, um, but is there anyone here visiting for the first time or for the first time in a long time? Um, I know our friends, the, the, the Fuchses are back and it's great to see you guys. Uh, and, um, oh, back in the back, I saw some hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys just stand up, say your names, and, and maybe where you're from. Hello, hello, friends. This evening I bring you greetings, bring you all greetings from the great state of Nevada and the U.S. and our new church. Uh, we're going to have a great time together this evening. Thanks, Chris. It's good to see you guys. Right back. You guys just say your names. Where are you from? Thank you guys for being here. You, you, if you couldn't hear them um, on the other side of the room, they are uh, missionaries in Thailand and they work with the Avoda ministry where Tim Beer went uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago maybe now, and we sent him over in a soccer ministry with young boys there sharing the love of Jesus. And so if you have any questions about that, please let them know. Nadia, it's great to have you back. Yeah. Any others? Okay, great. Uh, well, there will be, for those who are registered for lunch, there will be plenty of time to fellowship and, and talk with one another. Um, a couple of announcements I want to make. Just a reminder, there's no evening worship tonight. Uh, and so enjoy the rest of this beautiful day after lunch. And um, logistically, a couple of things. Um, some of you were waiting for this information. Um, as, we, as many of us know, and if you haven't heard, our dear friend Pam Kessler went home to be with the Lord um, a little over a week ago, and her uh, service, her memorial service will be this Thursday, September 26th at 2.30 
uh, in the French church. And so if you can make it, please join us in celebrating uh, our dear friend Pam. Um, and if you would like to talk to Justin, uh, Justin has a couple of books he's worked on uh, around the center around prayer. Uh, he'll be available just afterwards in this little foyer area. And he has 15 copies of his first prayer book um, that he'll have for sale for 10 francs. Uh, cash only. He doesn't have a way to read your credit card so or borrow cash from a friend if you want one. He has 15 copies of his first prayer book, which is uh, 40 Days uh, with the Practice of Prayer. And then he also has a new book actually coming out Tuesday. A new book coming out Tuesday, 40 Days with the Lord's Prayer. And to walk through the Lord's Prayer for 40 days would be great for Lent next year. And if you're interested in that, you can give them your name and email, and we'll figure out doing maybe a big order to Switzerland for those of you who would like that. I think we can do that. Okay, great. Uh, Well then, with that, I believe that is all of our announcements. Again, if you are registered for lunch, we look forward to visiting with you and spending that time. Um, And uh, with that, I would invite us all to please stand if you are able. And we will sing song number 20, Praise the Lord, Sing Hallelujah, uh, as our sending song, or one of our sending songs. Song 20, Praise the Lord, Sing Hallelujah.
brothers and sisters in Christ, remember this. Before this service, before this weekend retreat, the Lord Jesus had chosen you in love and was already at work and has planned to carry on that work until you are mature in him by the power of the Spirit. Let's work out this process of our Christian growth now for this next year and then forever, but especially this next year, turning toward one another and embracing one another in love with great patience, understanding, gentleness, and kindness, because that is the same way in which our Savior has first turned to us in love and grace. And with that challenge and commission, receive now God's blessing on your life. May the grace of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God our Heavenly Father, and may the communion and fellowship and strength of God the Holy Spirit be yours and mine, be ours together from this time forth and forevermore. Amen. Our song of benediction is number 21 in the songbook. Let's sing this song of benediction together.